Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Casual Hour. I am your host for the second time. Is it the second time in a row, or was Bobby here the last time? Uh, Bobby was here last week, but... Fuck. Fuck. Yeah, he's the worst. Well, forget him, because I am your host once again, forever and always, or maybe just for this one week, uh, Chase Kennedy. Hi. And you... Hey, you over there? You're Johnny Amzit. That's Johnny. me. That's yeah. That's who I'm. I'm wearing a shirt that actually has my name on it. That that does. What are the other names? Uh, Johnny and Merle and Willie and Waylon and Hank. This is my my Nashville T-shirt. Ah, uh, I got when okay. we uh, when we stayed in Nashville after the wedding. Nice, nice. Uh, well, speaking of of lovely relationships uh that is where bobby is he is on his honey uh, not honeymoon he's on his anniversary bobby's visiting uh, twin peaks right now the, basically yeah he's hanging out with a little person in a, a red room who's speaking strangely and let's just hope he doesn't end up like laura palmer those references totally miss me but oh. yes sure <laughs> uh yeah he's up in in the great uh northwest forests of uh of washington so uh but he did he did <laughs> you know he finds times to play games too he did text us all this morning like hey yeah, guys he... beat mario and rabbits i'm like aren't you like camping or something has I mean, he I also know... logged into destiny while he's been away has with his he... ipad he might have yeah like maybe like problem. The, maybe like to grab some engrams or something uh but like not to really play uh, I played. Uh, let's just get it out of the way. I yeah, I was just say tiny, it, the played, the name has come up already. I, I you said it. I did. It's say my it. fault. <laughs> I take full responsibility. Uh, it, it is Tuesday, so it is the weekly reset. Um, I played a minuscule amount of Destiny today. Um, it this week is the start of the Iron Banner, and there's some new gear crap to get. Some of it looks all right. Ah, I, I got a couple of the guns, but I didn't get any of the armor. Yeah, we're not talking about Destiny, though, on no. this episode. Johnny, I want to hear about a game that you played this last week. Uh, man, I've actually played several games. I've played a little bit of a lot of games. So, All right. And i played a lot of one game. So... I think. Have you played the Battlefront beta at all? I've I've not. Um, for some reason, I I think I have like a moral opposition to betas. I I don't. I say beta I demo. Have you played the Battlefront demo yet? Betas, demos, it's the same thing. Like I I try not to play many many of those things. Uh, I, like Monster Hunter Stories was one of those rare ones where it's like, oh, I want to try this game out, and also it doesn't come out for months and months. Right. Uh, and then the, with the multiplayer the ones, I, I usually will try them out if if they're free, if it doesn't require pre-order or anything. Yeah, uh, like I, I already know that I'm going to buy Battlefront and playing a demo beta, whatever of it before it comes out. It's probably not going to affect my decision one way or another. So, eh. Eh, how is yeah, it? Mean, do you, do you like it? Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it looks this is very more... pretty. I mean. Dice knows how to make games look pretty, and they know how to make games sound good. Yep. Uh, and this was just kind of an impulse download because it was just sitting there on the dashboard on the Xbox last last night, I think, right before I went to bed. 
And so, like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll download this. And then uh, I did the new Space Battle one. Okay. Which was way more fun than uh, the time I spent with Battle Battlefront a couple years ago when it came out. So tell me, tell me about the Space Battles, because Space Battles in the original Battlefront 2, the one on the, the first Xbox, God, how how unfun is that categorization? You know, Battlefront <laughs> Battlefront Two on the Xbox One, like shit. Yeah. No, god damn it, they're both that. <laughs> Battlefront Two, twenty seventeen. Right. I meant. I I mean the old Battlefront Two on what we used to call the Xbox One. Fuck. Yeah. So I I had I've never played either one of the original. Oh, Battlefront Johnny. games, so I have no frame of reference for these two. Uh, I am is a big so fan good. of. <laughs> I do like the battle, the Battlefield games, uh, which this is kind of like Battlefield, but you're holding a blaster, right. and uh, we let's see. I played with Jude actually, my my four year old son, uh, and he thought it was great. Uh, we took we switched turns back and forth. Uh, it took him a few tries to get used to controlling the TIE fighter. Uh, we were playing on the side of the Empire. And it was a lot of fun. I could. I wasn't sure if I was going to pick this game up or not. But after playing that demo, I, I don't know. Yeah. I might have to check it out. Or at least if it goes on sale or something, pick it up. But So, so give me a few more details on the space battle stuff. Because uh, well, my point was, when I played yeah. the first the original Battlefront 2 uh, on the original first Xbox. So the, uh, it was hey, objective. Shut up. I'm, t- I'm telling a story oh, okay. here. God damn it. <laughs> uh, um, so it used to, the space battles used to be that you had a kind of big capital ship and the enemy also had a big capital ship mm-hmm. and you'd be running around as a, as a uh, stormtrooper or a rebel or whatever and you could get into different ships on your capital ship, so I could get into an X-wing or a Y-wing or an A-wing okay. or something. And then you can go and you can dogfight in this kind of this middle space, or you can use your ship to try to destroy systems on the other ship from the outside. Like you can go after you have to go after shields first, and after you after the shields, you can go after engines or communications and all that kind of stuff. Or you can be awesome. And you can sneak into their hangar, get out, and then go and fuck stuff up from the inside. And okay. the space battles from that game were fucking awesome. And it was the best, one of the best things I've played in games ever. And I have to imagine that the space battles probably aren't that cool. But what do they entail? Well, there is no getting out running around, at least in this mm-hmm. mode. At least in this mode. This was just like I did. I just saw that it was flying in space, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Let's do that." Um, but yeah, you you choose. Do you want a uh, like a light, medium, heavy uh, Tie Fighter, and you are protecting an imp- a Star Destroyer? So there are Rebel ships coming in, trying to take down yeah. the Star Destroyer, and it's your job to protect it. I don't know if you're like it was really distracting because I was playing with with jude sure so really i wasn't paying that close attention to what the objective was just i was trying to shoot x-wings and y-wings and yeah uh then explaining to him how to how do you control it so it's a very chaotic experience but 
I mean, my general impressions were, were positive from that mode. And then, like, I don't know how how much, uh, how much long the legs are on that, though. Like, I don't, I don't know if it has a mode where you start in, on the ground and then you go up into space. Or if you start, like you said, in the original one right. on two separate ships and then you, you get into one. I mean, that's how a lot of regular battlefield modes work. Yeah. You know, you spawn. I, I don't think you're going. Ship. I don't think you're going up into space. Like for, I remember from what they showed at E3, like they were, you were at Naboo, and people were shooting around on the ground, and some people mm-hmm. got into ship and were doing, uh, like they were flying down and making bombing runs or something. So right. I, I imagine that is is still there because that's what they showed. But space battles sound that they, they didn't have. They weren't space battles so much in the first game, but there was like dogfighting it was you are everybody is in ships that is all they'll ever be in but that mode was super boring because it was just like a big swarm of flies buzzing around each other and there was there was nothing there was nothing really to fly around in you could you could go Um, into like the canyon but there were no obstacles to get away from there were no asteroids to kind of move between just it was it was just a bunch of people coming and shooting as much as they could and then now they're on the outside part of the battle and now they have to turn their ship around and come back and do it all over again and occasionally like there was like slave one and that that was the big ship that somebody had to destroy so at least the star destroyer stuff sounds like there's something to fly around and maybe yep. get and a little there was bit a giant cover. space station nearby too that okay you could fly through and you know, maneuver around, trying to avoid missiles and things like that. Um, Slave One is actually a playable ship in the game, but you have to earn coins. Yeah, and and that's to unlock it. I mean, that's similar to what Battlefront has done before. Yeah, both both the Dice One and the original. I think that was Pandemic who made the the original Battlefront. Uh, but yeah, you, depending on your performance, you'd be able to earn the opportunity to play as one of the hero characters. Uh, or, or in that case, a hero ship. Uh, so that that's cool. Uh, did you play any ground stuff, or was it just a space battle? Uh, we played one round of that, but but I I mainly let Jude do it, and sure. he spent his time exploring the map away from the conflict zone. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> and he 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 was he's like, hey, what's over here? Let's go find out. And all right, yeah, let's do it. And I had to explain to him the map boundaries. And when the timer came up on the screen, flashing ten, I was like, "Buddy, got to turn around." Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's probably so, honestly that's probably more fun for him than just getting shot dead a bunch by he better player. He was getting really upset. Yeah. With, and he also kept trying to team kill because any anytime he'd see someone moving in the map, he'd be like, <laughs> right, ah, "Gotta get that guy." Somebody to shoot. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, no, but the blue guys are good guys, buddy. The red guys are the ones you're going to shoot at. And then five seconds later, he'd be shooting at a blue guy yeah, again. No, that's fair. Those um, blues had a Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it'll be cool to see how that game is received when it comes out. Um, but I don't know if it'll be a day one purchase for me or yeah. not. Yeah, and I think the other reason that this demo specifically just kind of misses me is that I got that experience from the first Battlefront. What I want is the campaign mode. I want to see what the hell that's right. about. 
I I really can't wait for that part. And that that may motivate me to like rent it from Redbox or something okay. just to get through the campaign. Because yep. I'm not sure how much the multiplayer really intrigues me. Um, aside from that, uh, so I got a wild hair up my ass to play Metal Gear today. Yeah, because it. It was, it was yeah, a free metal, game with PlayStation on, Plus on the NES. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. That first one's real good. Um. Uh, metal Gear Solid Five V. V. The Phantom Pain. Uh, I downloaded that a couple days ago, and this morning, I was gonna play Persona, and then I saw that that Metal Gear Solid icon sitting right next to Persona because it had been the most recent download Mm -hmm. and I played the first hour of that instead. Johnny, I loved that game. It's so good. I really, really loved that game. It's so good. So I know that that Konami added like a bunch of garbage to it. I did not download the online features. Is that... Because when I launched it, I said, hey, in order to play online, you need to have this extra things installed. And I said, nope. So I played right up into the point when you get back to Mother Base for the first time. Interesting. Because I I remember, I don't don't know where that game has gone since I have stopped playing it. Dark places. Well, I know it did at at one point. Maybe it's gotten back to being better uh, from some backlash. But I remember I played it before a lot of those online features worked or were implemented. And I had a blast. Like, it was fantastic, and I didn't give a shit about oh, the forward operating bases. one of my favorite games ever. Totally, totally. Um, but I didn't care about the forward operating bases. I didn't go and try to steal supplies from, from other players. I didn't, I didn't care about doing that. I wanted to just play the game and be in that sandbox. And then, kind of right after I finished it, that's, all that's the when all that came out got implemented and then you were forced to have a forward operating base. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a choice. They got their free to play coin bullshit in there. And I was really glad that I was done and I stopped playing. And now, now I wonder like if, if what you said is true and you can just not download some of this online extra garbage, I wonder how, I wonder if they still try to force you into getting a forward operating base. Too early to tell. Yeah. Right. Um, You're still pretty early. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it still plays just as good as I remember. Um, I wanted to get through the opening tutorial part, and then I was going to quit, but then I decided to rescue uh, Miller just just to get my feet yeah. wet. And it, the game is still so it good. It really is. The, the surprising thing to me is that I didn't like Ground Zero. The the. See, I actually I enjoyed that. I once I got into it, I think I I damn near platinum that game. I just I I found it uh, demo. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Who knows what exactly that is? But it that game felt because it took place on that single island. It, it just felt very cramped to me. And MGSB is so, so massive. And right. it allows you to kind of play however you want. So you could go up and, and do your up-close-and-personal stealth stuff. I, I like to sit back and, and use a sniper rifle and pick a bunch of people off and then kind of go in and, and have free reign. And that's just impossible in Ground Zeroes because there are so many dudes and it's so dense and, and that just didn't end up yeah, being Yeah, it kind of possible. forces you to... 
yeah, yeah, to infiltrate and be sneaky. Which is that's that's my playstyle, so maybe that was why I enjoyed it. Um but I really loved going in there, finding all the different ways that you could infiltrate the base and you know, secure the objectives. But now I just I wanna get D Dog. Hell yeah. Have him be my best friend. Also, and maybe I'm crazy, or maybe this is just because it's a Kojima mm-hmm. game, but in the very beginning, the woman who comes in that tries to murder yeah. you looks exactly like Quiet. Johnny. Johnny. And what? Come on. <laughs> and that, that's yes. her, right? <laughs> did, okay. did you play this game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the, the true ending or whatever. I and it's been when did it come out? Like three years ago? Two years ago? Uh I think it's three. It feels, it feels like okay. forever ago. Like I just whenever I played through that part the first time, there was so much other bullshit going on that I just <sighs> didn't connect the dots the first time. And then of course she we, hums. We need to we need to move on before you embarrass yourself any further. I already have. It's. <laughs> hey, hey! Do um, you think that the the kid in the uh, in the gas mask? Do you think that might be Psychomantis? I don't know. I was like, I just, hmm. I just got this feeling like it might be. <laughs> Shut up! Fuck you. <laughs> they just never say his name, so you don't know. Right. The gas mask and you know uh... whatever, man. Good. It, it was just the thing I hadn't noticed the all first right, time. All right, that's fair. Uh, I see here. Well, did they ever explicitly come out and say yeah. that she tried yeah. to kill you? Okay. I, I don't know how I missed that. I mean, obviously she tries to kill you in the, right. those ruins, but it just completely flew by mm-hmm. me that she was from the very beginning of the game. Yeah. Anyway. I... I the game's I, still real good. If you have PlayStation Plus, you should download I it and play think, it. Like the acid being thrown on her led to led to her condition, something like that. Because she's wearing clothes in there, which she wouldn't normally right. do or wouldn't wear that much clothing because of her breathing and skin and whatever bullshit that the words and deeds were ashamed of because of Mr. Kojima. <laughs> uh, but like just taking his bullshit at face value like i i think like her condition comes later she wasn't born with that i don't i don't remember yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I there's don't there's remember. a lot of dense metal gear lore garbage stuff in there um but yeah that was that was that was a story ever told <laughs> um uh you have also played some persona 5 i see here I played good. a lot of Persona Five. That's good 5. to hear. So, how how do you like it? How do you think the ending was? So, my plan was to try and get through this game so we could have our Persona Five episode while Bobby's not here. Yeah. I uh, I also failed the... to finish the JRPG that I've been playing for week to week. This, so we're in the <laughs> same boat. Go ahead. So, where are yeah. you in Persona Five? Right um, now? I am one. One, I almost texted you to see if you wanted to push the podcast back so I could <laughs> beat this fucking palace. Uh, it's uh, I'm one day away from giving Saison her okay. calling card, which I'm guessing is the point in the game where you get arrested 
and everything comes like I, it's coming up that part i know is gonna happen really soon you've got a lot left like i mean you you are very close to the end relatively speaking mm-hmm. you've got a lot left like it, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be a case of oh hey can we push the podcast back to tomorrow and you'd be done you've got oh no i just meant with oh, this palace okay, not okay. with the game you've, you've got you've got some yeah. days left to, to play on the game maybe like 20 hours or so maybe uh, the the final hmm, that game go that game it goes. does yeah it uh, goes I, and here's here's the thing i love that totally. game uh, I like the story. I like the characters. I'm just ready to be done yeah, with it. Absolutely. At this point. And and I really want you to finish that game before game of the year. And okay. I'm going to. I, That's I, what I've been spending the majority I of my time with. It. I really do. I know I can because I. It's like two, three hours a night, and then mornings when i work later i'm off i get right. more time then so we, we've spent a lot of time on this it, podcast before talking about persona 5 and we will right. be talking a lot more about persona 5 when it comes to game of the year time so let's let's put that aside correct since you're still working on it and i don't want to say anything that would ruin anything for you um please don't and i want to hear i well for this next one i don't want you to spoil anything for me because i've still only played that first hour of golf story and loved it and cannot wait to get back to it um and i've been just playing other things trying to finish other things before i jump into another new game um so johnny tell me how you have been enjoying golf uh i i like it quite a bit it's the first i probably haven't played a golf video game since Mario Golf okay. for the N64. That's a good one. It is a good one. And I've been playing it on my lunch breaks at work and or at night when I'm laying down uh, waiting for Jude to fall asleep. And that's pretty much it. So no, none of my time at night has been spent with it. I've only played it in handheld mode. Uh, I think it plays really totally. well that way. I'm not sure how it performs on the TV, it's, but I assume it's good. It, it, uh, it looks would be good. fine. Um, I know Bobby and I <laughs> mentioned it on a previous podcast, but the only, the only real downer is the controller. Yeah, some latency. Just a little right? bit. Uh, I didn't even find that much latency. I know he did, but um, I just find the imprecise nature of the pro controller to be a real bummer uh, for for a lot of that stuff. It's not so much that it's it's not catching my button presses. It's more the sticks uh, that are that are not like I trying to like adjust the the different club and make sure that i'm using the right one and and then it goes nope nope you're down oh, you're I've, down here to, to the irons when you want to be on the wood I fuck that up all the time and and it's not because i've made the mistake of doing that it's because the the controller has has done that i, I wasn't trying to do that um and, and that's yeah. that sucks but it's it's still solid and it's something that can be remedied by just using the the joy con if you put the joy cons in the grip then it's totally fine again it's just like playing handheld mode um but yeah i think that this game might have my the first use of the is it smart rumble hd what they rumble. Call it? hd rumble that How i really enjoy the rumble that you have is hd and not just 
regular well, rumble. Because it's it's the highest rumble. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the 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 definition but of this when, rumble when is you of the highest quality. When you putt and it sinks in there, it feels like a ball's rattling around in the in the right mm. Joy-Con. And that actually right. really impressed me the first time I heard it. Um, but to, to can I just say where I'm at? Sure, in the game? I won't. I won't know anything. I know there are a few different okay. courses in that uh, game, at least, uh, like a couple different environments. Yeah. So I I am back at the original okay. course after going on a okay. quest uh, to the the other one that's in the town. That you're in, I guess, on the world map. No, I on, honestly, the last thing I played oh. is the uh, the kind of dick guy, uh, and you play like a quick three round three uh three holes with him, and then like okay. I'm I'm at the point where I'm trying to impress all of coach's students, so then coach will train. So I'm 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 super. Okay. I'm I'm yeah pretty well past that. I've done a lot of. It feels weird saying side quests yeah. in a golf game. I love it. <laughs> but I, I've cleared all the side quests. Uh, I played some yeah. disc golf. Uh, I think I think the writing in that game is really fun. Do you know if this was made by a British studio? Uh, no, but I can I can see where you're going with that. It does have a humor that that kind of fits in there. Well, and there are people saying mate and. Lots of yeah. British slang that you wouldn't normally hear in an American developed game. Um, but that game's, it's kind of, it's, I find it very yeah, relaxing. Totally. I, I want to play more of it. It's, it's kind of like this dark horse for being one of my favorite games of the year at this point. Uh, I think it really does have the potential to be that. And I, I just I need to get more time with it. Uh, the o- the only thing, and I know I mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I want to get your take on it. Uh, the the moles and the obstacles specifically, mm-hmm. um, at least in the the three holes that I played against the the uh, if I may, what the hell does he say? If I may interject, yeah. Fuck if you. I may interject, <laughs> uh, like those no, you may not. those moles, I thought were maybe a little too punishing and i i was very lucky i only landed in one mole zone so so i never so i I didn't run into any of them but the problem was it really affected where i went and it wasn't just it, it wasn't just like oh there's a sand trap like sand traps i can i can deal with hey if you go into the sand trap you go into the sand trap but uh I was finding myself like giving the the moles such a wide berth that now I'm not playing good golf because I'm not I'm not taking the chance, uh, and and I just found that kind of punishing because because the other character the the if I may interject guy he was hitting into the moles and then they would really fuck him over and I was like I'm not gonna be like that guy that's like that's that sucks <laughs> I I don't want to do that and. I'm I'm sure there's not an option to turn them off because it's an RPG and that's just how it works. And I I'm sure no, I'm sure like if so. you go more into like an exhibition match or just play like a regular round, I think that's in the game somewhere where you can just go in and say, I just want to play some golf. That yeah. Yeah, there's free play. Like maybe the menu maybe you can turn them off or maybe they're not in there for free play mode. I don't know. But um 
They haven't been in a majority of the okay. holes that I, I've golfed. I imagine there are other obstacles and things that show up in other holes, though. Uh, there's some other okay. other critters that show up uh, cool. later on in the game cool. that you'll encounter. Uh, and then, Johnny, the last one that you've played is another is a game that I have also played. Uh, it's a brand new game. This was I wasn't going to get this yeah, game initially because uh, I had already uh, let's see, I had bought Golf Story and then I got Divinity Original Sin for 12 bucks on eBay, which was delivered today. I was very excited about that. I made my characters yeah. in that one. Um, and uh, Cuphead. But Cuphead, I just I couldn't. That game's I couldn't so stay pretty. Because I was. Ugh. It was. It was Friday night. Uh, I was staring at my TV, getting ready to play Persona, and then I yep. decided to buy Cuphead, and then I played Persona <laughs> while it installed. Uh, but it has that that game has maybe the best art style Dude, of any game I've I played this generation. I ever, honestly, I, I think it is one of the it is the coolest looking game I've ever. Seen. Yeah, it's really good. Like I just. I don't want to. Okay. So I've only I've, done one I've boss. I've done the entire first world. Okay, but I'm scared that it's going to be more fun to look mm-hmm. at than it is to play. Um, but I'm also, Dark. as the Dark Souls fan of the group, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily yeah. going to shy away from as, a as game the that's most masochistic of uh, the three of us. I, I think this game kind of hits more in your wheelhouse than in me or Bobby's, but man, this game is... It seems tough, but fair. Mm. It's, you know, it's a lot in, of... In most cases, I mean... yes. I think there's a couple things in there that are kind of bullshit, and I don't want to get into too many specifics, because obviously you've only faced one boss. What is that one boss? Yeah. Because you, you kind of get your choice. The carrot guy. I, I, okay, so I, I beat okay. the carrot guy, uh, but I've gone to two of the other okay. ones on the island because Jude wanted to play some games tonight and I thought he would really love right. how Cuphead looks. And he did. He thought it was really pretty, but he didn't quite understand to not run directly into the boss Fair. as we were fighting them and quickly perished. Um, uh, so I've seen the frog guys and uh, the blob. The little blue, ball. The blob guy. The blob. Right. And it just... I, I, I'm just so blown away. Like, I haven't even gotten to any of the platforming parts yet, but just the whole layout of the world, and, like, it's just, it's incredible. I I, I can't believe I'm playing a game yeah, that looks as cool as this It's does. really something. It's it's just amazing that, that you are able to take control of this 1930s, 40s cartoon. It is striking. Um... So yeah, I've played I played the whole first world, um, which means I've played I I finished all the bosses that you talked about and a a couple more. Um, I think the side-scrolling platforming stuff, the non-boss levels, do feel a little bit uh, they like they were a little bit. I mean, they wedged in there. They feel like filler, and but you do them so you can get the coins and by getting coins then you can go to the shop and and get some new weapons and that's that's also interesting i didn't expect this game to have 
the amount of customization that it does. Uh, you, yeah, you had what, like six yeah, slots to fill, and, something like that. And so, I, uh, eventually, I found out, like, oh, okay, you can you can have different weapons. You you start out with this kind of standard blue blaster, which is pretty awesome that you do finger guns to to shoot any of your bullets. Uh, and then the first one I got was a homing uh, homing gun. It, it shoots green bullets, and and they're a little bit weaker, but you're hitting your target way more often. So I found them to be uh, more helpful. So I was using that for a while, and then I bought the the close up spread shot, and then I found out as I was equipping stuff that you can actually have two of them equipped at the same time and you can press left bumper to switch your gun type at any time even during the boss fight so i found it extremely useful to there there were there are specific phases of bosses so you played the frog one uh, in the frog one there's a time where the taller frog would shoot out some like bugs that were on fire and I could mm-hmm. switch to the close-up spread shot and get really close to the frog and just shoot upwards. And so part of my spread was hitting the frog, and the rest of my spread was destroying those those bugs as soon as they came out of his mouth or wherever he throws them from. Uh, and that was super effective for that part. And then the smaller frog would jump onto the other side of the screen and, and now you'd be in a different phase. And at that point, the, the spread shot was not as helpful. So now I switched to homing and do some kind of platforming between them while I know that my shots are, are effectively hitting them. So I, I found it super fascinating to switch between weapons on the fly as you're as you're trying to to defeat these bosses, and it, and it's something that was really cool, and not and not something I expected. Uh, th- then you add in all the other fighting game stuff that's in there. There are ex moves, there are super combos, there are uh, parries in that game, uh, and and the parries parry system is the one thing so far that I'm not a not totally in love with. Um, yeah, it's kind of the, the not parries great. are easier to perform I mean, than they are in something like Street Fighter Three. Street Fighter 3, the parry window is super tiny, and I just was terrible at it. Uh, but in this, I can reliably get the parries unless something is above me. Like, when I have to jump up and parry into something as I'm jumping mm-hmm. up, I can never get it. I, I'm terrible at it. But if I can hit the arc of my jump and I'm starting to come down then I'm, I can pretty reliably hit those parries. And, and the parry system can be kind of fun. Uh, it, it can almost feel like a, a higher level of play thing where you don't, you don't necessarily have to do the parries to, to play well. You can still kill, kill bosses without doing any parries whatsoever, at least so far. Uh, but if you were a very skilled player, if you got better at the game, and went back to some of these bosses. I think you could do. Uh, I think you could get the parries a lot more often. And doing parries builds up your super meter, so you can do stronger attacks and beat the bosses in less time, which gets you a better grade at the end. Uh, yeah, it's 
it's an interesting game. It's I I like it a lot. I like it. I like this look for sure. Uh, I'm yeah. I like I, what I've played so far quite I'm a bit. I just need to spend more time a, with it. A shooter fan. Like I'm not a shmup fan. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really a Mega Man fan. Uh, and it's it's weird to me that I want. I, I mean, I guess it's not weird. I, I, the art style is what's keeping me in here. If if this was a game with any other art style, I probably would have gone, nah, it's not really for me, and then I would just pa- pass it off off the side. Uh, <laughs> but because the art is just so incredible, sure. and I want to see everything. Uh, I want to see all the bosses. I want to see all the stages. I want to see everything you have in that game. In fact, when you die at certain phases of the boss, it will give you a retry screen, and depending on the different phase of the boss you're in, you'll get a different line from the boss of of how you died or how you suck and how you should try again. Um, and <laughs> and they all, like, some of them are, are puns. Uh, some of them just are slightly different ways of saying the same thing each time, but they're in a different phase of their of their boss fight, so they they kind of work. Um, it's so the the one thing we really need to talk about is the challenge of it. It's it's not an easy game. It's totally right. a hard game. It's a hard and game. I'm you you mentioned that you're worried that you might not get through it because of the difficulty, right? Like the. I don't, yeah, I mean at least until I can like really sit down and focus on it because it's not it's not something I feel like you can just pick up. Totally. And play for 15 minutes in between something else. So really, I downloaded it, and I, I just wanted to get through at least one of the boss boss fights because I knew that you will have yeah. will have had played it, and I wanted to be able to speak to it tonight. So I don't know how soon I'll get back to it. Um, like, I'm really just I trying to stay focused completely. on Persona I'm, right I'm now. I'm the same way about Dragon Quest. Um, but once that's done, because I what I understand, like this game isn't super long. Yeah, uh, I can't um, remember. There's like something twenty-two like bosses 17, or something like that. I don't somewhere know. Somewhere in that range. And I, I feel like it's a game. You know, once you get into a groove, maybe you might be able to a make little, your way through some of those a bosses bit. Uh, I, I a think, little bit faster. Yeah, it kind of has a comparison with something like Mario and Rabbids to me, where I think that I'm not going to say the mm-hmm. first world is friendly. There's definitely a lot of challenging things in that first world, but in the first world, I felt like, sure, oh, I can do. This. I just I need to need to be a little smarter in the way I'm playing things. Uh, I need to learn the pattern a little bit more. Uh, but I can totally do this. Just it's just getting it done. Uh, the first boss I faced in the second world immediately was a punch. Like, yeah. Hey, hey, remember when you <laughs> thought you were actually okay at this game? Fuck you, you're not. And like, oh god. Yeah. Remember the uh, easy and, bosses. And that first boss that I faced in the second world uh is awesome. I I don't want to say too much, but it has it's a boss that has a few different kinds of minions that that they'll throw out randomly, and all of the minions are super inventive and fun, and then once you kind of defeat the minions, then you fight the the boss on kind of a kind of an on rails thing 
um, and it's, it's that that on rails part is just super hard. I, I I was not finding the patterns there. Uh, I was not I was not playing it effectively, and I just I was getting crushed. I I, I put on the the power the the charm to get four HP instead of three, you, so you get an extra life in there, mm-hmm. but it also makes your guns weaker. But at this point, like I just I need the four just so I can see more of the boss and see more of the patterns as I'm trying to learn it. And and that's been helpful so far of of going through it enough to, to learn a pattern and then saying, okay, I think I can do this without the fourth health and then I can use a, a different power that will help me out like a, like the dash move to, to be able to well you you have a dash move but you can get an upgrade that allows you to be invincible while dashing. Uh, and that's helpful. Uh, that that's really helpful for the blob boss. I'll, I'll give you that little hint there, is that I was having a lot of problems um, okay. as he was bouncing around, that he would end up bouncing into me, and I just couldn't do anything about it. And having the dash where you kind of poof out of existence for a little bit and then poof back in, uh, that was that was a lifesaver in in that in that boss fight. But yeah, it's it's really cool. There are so many good bosses. Um, if you do have a lot of trouble, I did try one boss fight on simple, uh, a boss fight that I already finished uh, on on regular, but I wanted to see what the simple was all about. I thought, okay. I did play some simple it's, tonight uh, when it, Jude It's not easy, me. but it's definitely, it's easier. Um, it's easier. <laughs> there are parts of their phases that the bosses don't do uh, or something they do in a lot lower order uh, so i did it with uh it's a boss they've shown a lot it's it's the kind of sunflower boss or the regular flower uh, and the the rapidity the rapid uh, amount of stuff he was throwing out on the regular is way different than the amount of stuff he was throwing out on simple. Uh, you just you had a little more time to breathe. You had a little bit more room to to move around in. And I, I'm trying not to do simple because I think it, that game is more fun if, when you're playing it on regular and having that extra challenge in there. But I could see myself going down to simple on a few things. I, I think I, I've heard that the uh, you don't get the true ending unless you unless you beat everybody on regular and that oh that heard that too i heard that immediately i'm like fuck okay now i gotta beat them all on regular i guess i've no no chance of me dipping down Mm. but that game's fun i want to play it want to play it more um and i will i i wish it had online co-op out of the box uh right now it's only local co-op The, Are they the adding developers that later? said they're looking into it. They would like to, and they know it's something a lot of well, that a lot of people want. And and I would love to do that. I'd love to play it with you or Bobby, uh, and and have that experience because I think it would be more fun as co-op, or maybe even easier because you can revive each other uh, when you're when you're playing as co-op, and when you're single player, if you just if you die, you're dead. Yeah. So. You're done. That, that's yeah. a cool game. Uh, it's. I hope. I hope I have enough skill to get through it because I just want to see it, and and I'm trying. <laughs> uh, you I believe probably in you. believe in me more than I do. 
but but I, I mean, my the safety <laughs> valve is I can always just go and watch somebody play it through on YouTube if I want to just see the cool stuff. That's but I'm, I want to give it the old college try before before I slip into that. So, uh, Cuphead's good. Cuphead is real good. Um, so I, I've also been playing a few games. Uh, I played a lot more of SteamWorld Dig 2, and I think the more I play of that game, the more I like it. Um, I was, I don't know how much I talked about it on the last podcast. I know the one before that with, with, uh, Bobby gone, you and I were talking and I was saying that I, I wasn't sure how I. Yeah, you were, uh, you didn't seem very sure about it, but I mean, even last week you seemed definitely more positive on it. Are you, are you, Um, how close are you to being done with it? You think? I think I'm relatively close. But I, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but it's not it's not multiple mines. It's still a single mine, but there are a few like side areas that you go to that are that aren't just like little one-off things. They have some significance to them and significance to the the story that's being told. But really, you are in a single mine area, and and that's nice. Uh, it it has it gives it. It gives it some structure. It gives it uh, something to anchor it where, uh, like the first game had. The first game was all about this one mine that you kept going down. You could do a couple of little side branching things, but you would always come back to this one mine. So it's it's nice that it's not as big and massive as I thought it was, uh, that it, it is a little more grounded like that. Yeah, that game's really great. And, and once you get the hook shot uh, that comes a decent chunk into the game. Uh, once you get that hook shot, I, I think it just becomes a real joy to play and move around in. Uh, that's cool. I'm going to have to pick that totally. up at some point uh, on the Switch. It's fantastic. There's many games coming out, man. Uh, I'm sure it's fine on other platforms, but this is this is the kind of game that you want on your Switch. Um, and I also want them to port SteamWorld Heist to Switch. <laughs> Just, just make it happen. I know, I know. Image and Form is a is a smaller company. They've got a lot of other things to do. Uh, Steamworld Heist has already come out on a ton of different platforms. But just come on, guys, get it done. What's one more? What's one more? They already have the technology to to put a game on there. I don't know. What would it take to bring Steamworld Heist? Really, I would really want that. Mm. Um. So Johnny, you are a good salesman. Yeah. Uh-huh. I am a salesman. So uh I don't know you, if I would put the well, uh, you sold good me a thing I didn't necessarily need. Um but you made me want it and now I own it. And now you or more specifically your company um owns a, a fair chunk of my mm-hmm. money. <laughs> Uh, I, I ended up hundred. buying yeah. an iPhone 8 Plus uh, to upgrade <laughs> from my iPhone 5S, which is old. And it, it, it was. I'm tired. That tired. processor needed a rest, man. So now I have a pretty new iPhone. It's very large. It's got a super slick screen on it, uh, way bigger screen. And I thought, well, uh, the, I think what, what sold me on it was. You saying Iron Marines is going to look real good on the screen. 
which is already silly because I have an iPad. I I can play. I have I have played Iron. Yeah, but this is your phone. Is, your phone goes with you wherever uh, you go. And I can play a little bit at work, uh, and and relatively it fits easy. relatively easily uh, in your pocket. So, so I got the iPhone. I put all my old apps on it. I got it all backed up. I got everything on it. I've, I'm ready. No. So you've been God, playing a no, lot of Fire Emblem no, Heroes. No. I'm <laughs> not going not gonna to fall down that hole again. Uh, if, I, if I even opened the app, it would be over. Like that, that app has been canceled, deleted, off all of my devices. I, I just know. I can't, I can't bring myself to that. Um, but you would think you sold me on this by talking about Iron Marines. I want to play Iron Marines. Iron Marines is a 2017 yeah. game, so it'd be good to play for games here to know about. So, of course, I just played Kingdom mm-hmm. The first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, makes also, also the most the Iron sense. Game, uh, Ironhide Games uh, <laughs> crew. Um, I, I love Kingdom Rush, and part of me just wanted to see a game that that I knew very well on on the and yeah, it looks and plays super well on the iPhone. So I, again, I'm playing the first one, which is probably not the best Kingdom Rush. Uh, it's a very good one. Kingdom Rush Frontiers, the the second game in the series, is the absolute best. Uh, and I will hear, I will hear, I will hear no other that argument. One's my favorite. Origins, for sure. the the third game is fine, but I think they throw in some extra bullshit there that I I didn't really find that fun. Um, but yeah, I, I will. I have them all on here because now I can. Because now this is a 64 gig phone instead of a 16 gig phone. Um, yep, yep. Little oh, bit, little bit of a difference. Ugh. Little bit of a difference that, there. It hurts me um, to hear you. So say. I'll be playing a lot more stuff on my on my phone, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, let's see. Talk to you about Cuphead, Johnny. I need to tell you the story of how I risked my life. For a Pokemon this week, yesterday, in fact, uh, I did. You sent me a picture of that Pokemon. Uh, no, it is a what, ghost. Was it a fire type? type? So, so this is the the first ghost fighting oh. combination Pokemon ever. Uh, this is Marshadow, which is a a mythical Pokemon in the same in the same sense as a Mew or a Celebi mm-hmm. or. Uh, Jirachi, uh, anyone that doesn't actually show up in in the games, uh, but you have to go to an event sure. or get a code or something like that. Um, so Nintendo put out a code um, through GameStop, had a GameStop promotion, uh, and they they did that a lot last year with uh, with their twenty was it their twenty fifth anniversary? Is that right? I think that's right. 20th, 20th, you're right, you're right, 20th. Uh, 20th? Where they put out a ton of yeah. mythical Pokemon, um, and some of them were GameStop rewards, some of them were uh, we're just going to give you the code and you can download them, some of them were the mystery gift stuff. Um, so, I, I was used to this system, and I remember going to GameStop last year and getting my card for Mew, and getting my card for Dark Cry, and, and those things like Pokemon that I, I I don't go to a lot of these events because the events are stupid, uh, or the events aren't in my area, or I have to go interact with Pokemon fans, and I'm not 
I'm not. I'm not prepared to do that. Who wants <laughs> um, to do that? But I, I can go to a GameStop and get a card, get a free card of of this Pokemon thing, and then while I'm at GameStop, you know, I feel guilty just leaving the store. So usually I'll try to find something to buy. Um, so on this particular night, and and that's what they want you to do. Like that's the whole point of this promotion. Come come to GameStop and and maybe buy something while you're here. Yeah, bring in there. Oh, it's yeah. it's, it's well, buy two get one free on all used games right now. Mm. Oh, you want to get that disc nope. protection? Nope, I'm good. Only dollar ninety nine for three years. <laughs> Bro, you could bring uh, me a broken disc. I'll replace so, it for you. So yeah, I, no I decided uh, yesterday was the first day you could get Marshadow, and I thought, well, I, I'm kind of busy tonight. Uh, I'm I'm gonna wait till later to to get this Pokemon. I thought, well. I've got like 30 minutes. I can uh, you had called me before um we're we're trying to go to Star Wars this December. Uh the Star Wars tickets also were coming out last mm-hmm. night. Um uh, and they were coming out during Monday Night Football, which I was not watching because I don't care. Um especially this season. And but I thought okay, well I've I've got time to head to GameStop, get back and then somebody like Twitter will let me know when these Star Wars tickets are available, so I'll I'll be fine. Um, uh, well, I didn't Where's go to the, the nearest, nearest one. I went to like the third nearest one, but it's it's the one it's the one that I use uh, because it's next to the grocery store that I go to often, and it's the one that I have the number for in my phone already. So I just called them. I was like, "Hey, do you have the the Marshadow card? Uh, they come in today?" And like, "Yeah, yeah, we got them." Uh, all right, you guys are open till nine tonight. Cool. All right, I'll I'll be right in, I guess. Um, so drove my car to the GameStop. No problem. Got got the card. Thought, you know what? I will also pick up Mario and Luigi uh, Superstar Saga, the uh, the re-release of that uh, for 3DS. And they were out. Um, so I said, oh well, that's what I really wanted. Sorry. Okay, Shit. bye. I'll just take this card. So it, honestly, ideal scenario. <laughs> I didn't have to spend any money at GameStop. I got my Marshadow. Um, I probably want to buy that game digitally anyway, so it all worked out. Uh, um, as I'm leaving, I look up in the sky. And I'm like, "Wow, that's a lot of lightning. That's weird." As soon as I get on the highway, the sky opens up, starts pouring. Some of some of the worst rain I have gone through while I'm in it. Uh, lots of cars are pulling over to the side of the road. Uh, everyone goes from going 65 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour on on the interstate. It is, yeah, this is on 6440. Is this on 40, um, I'm guessing? It was just miserable. And it's it's to the point where I was listening to a podcast. Like I need to turn off this podcast because I just I just want to be focused on the road. Because fuck, it's like why why did I have to come get this stupid ass Pokemon? <laughs> well, it's the first time it's, that's true. They made a ghost and fighting from October ninth to like October twenty third. I had I had time. Oh, Chase. I had I had multiple weeks. You um, had weeks? So then the rain like finally lets up enough. I'm almost to my back to my apartment and I get a text from you saying, 
hey, uh, Star Wars tickets are up, and and you would ask me to purchase the tickets because you were at work at the time, uh, and I said, fuck. <laughs> uh, sorry, a little busy getting this dumb Pokemon and almost dying, but I'll I'll work on it. So that I, I did. I, I I did get us the seats. That you came through. Out, you got us good um, seats, and I got this fucking Marshadow, and it all worked out. So it's fine. But I almost I almost died for a fucking Pokemon. Yes, Star Wars and Pokemon. That's, that's my life. It, it, it wasn't the first it time. Won't be the it first time. Probably won't be the last time. Yeah. And then I every time I tried to tell the story to somebody, they would go, "Oh, you're playing Pokemon Go." No, it's not. It's not like me going outside and almost being hit by a car. It's it's dumber no. than that. I I specifically drove fifteen <laughs> minutes to go get a card and then drive another fifteen minutes for no fucking god. Anyway, I got the Pokemon, so that that's all that matters, right? Yeah, you you yeah. set out and um, accomplished and then, what then you lastly, wanted to I achieve. Also played, so, uh, Dragon Quest Eight, some Whatever. more Journey of the First King. Uh, I, I know every week that I've said it, I've also fil- followed it up with. I think I'm really close this time. Uh, this time, literally, I I am I I beat the final boss. Except like, like that wasn't. Okay. Well, it so wasn't like his final a form. Post game stuff left to do. So he's like, "Yeah, you beat me," and then he oh. kind of says, "Nah, I'm a lot stronger now." And now they threw in some, except some real Legend of Zelda <laughs> bullshit, where it was, "Hey, by the way, you just need to go around the world and collect seven more things, and then those seven things will allow you to fight the real final boss." Fuck, fuck you, game. I just ah, I mm. I hate that shit. It. It happens a lot, and it happens a lot in, in JRPGs, um, and the last one that I remember it happening totally. I was just going to say, that seems like a very JRPG uh, thing that for, really uh, pissed me off that game for, uh, yeah. was Mario & Luigi Paper Jam, where you, you're playing for a good portion of this, like, you're, you've played a lot of this game, and get to, finally get to Bowser's Castle, you face Bowser, you beat Bowser. You're like, all right, cool. That like, what a what a solid game. Like that was what really well done. And then Bowser kind of just flicked you off his castle and goes, nope, try again. And I said, no, I'm done. That's I I was so. Hmm. Wait, what? Yeah. So what? You you beat Bowser. Uh, I I can't. What else is left to do after that? But. Um, what did he want you to do? He he got all of his power back. He's like, yeah, you didn't really beat me, and and then he he absolutely does like knock you <laughs> off his castle. Just kidding. Now you've got to go collect some more shit so you can get back to the castle and and do it all over again. Just somewhere it sapped, it sapped all of my care to to play that game. Uh, Dragon Quest Eight. I still it doesn't seem as bad. Uh, I'm. I am okay going around and collecting these seven orbs so I can can face the real final boss. Uh, but it also feels more like a last hurrah kind of thing. It's it hey it feels a lot like the Mass Effect three ending. And and stay with me here because I know that that game mm-hmm. didn't necessarily end well according to a lot of people. Okay, all right. Um, but before that kind of final fight where you are in that 
busted building with all of your teammates and you can go around and kind of talk to them one last time and and everyone gets their little piece to say goodbye to you that's what this feels like is hey these Mm -hmm. seven orbs are kind of scattered around to these places where you did really significant things maybe you should go back to those places and just see them one last time before you go and and do this this big finale and and with that i'm okay i got one of the the i got Hmm. the first of seven orbs and it was really easy to find so i assume the rest are going to be pretty easy it's really just kind of that victory lap tour before you go and, and take down the boss. Um, but yeah, that game's game's still real good. I'm having a having a real good time with it. But I like like you and Persona Five. I'm ready for that game to be done so I can move on to Monster Hunter Stories or finishing Team World Dig Two or playing more Cuphead or playing more Golf Story or playing the multitudes of other games that I've told myself I need to play before uh, Game of the Year. Oh fuck! There's uh, so many games. So Johnny, we both meant to finish these these yeah. Japanese role playing games, and and we certainly will. But I think we, we wanted did. to finish them we this will. week uh, because without Bobby here, we thought there's no better time to talk about Japanese RPGs than now, and. Uh, so yeah, he's, without he's been getting better. Bobby dragging us down, really being dead weight. His horizons. He played a lot of Chrono Trigger. He didn't beat Chrono Trigger, uh, yes. but he played a, a lot of Chrono Trigger, and I was very proud of him. I I, still I one I haven't beat either, so I can't really so, knock him for uh, that. Again, like can't knock it, but it's it's a game that is is worth putting a good amount of time into. Yes, I need to yes, play that on something other than uh, my phone. Um, and I, I DS probably be able to. Great. Like you, you have a 3DS. You can buy the DS version and and totally make that work. Uh, I, I do. Fair I, enough. Fair it's enough. one of those things. It's um, one of those games. I'm like, but yeah, oh, I need like, to get he, this. He's been doing better. He he played Persona um, Five, which is yeah, uh, another game that you have not finished. He he beat <laughs> Persona Five. Um, <laughs> Correct. He also said he would be good, he'd be open game. to playing Persona Four. So, really. He he really he's has. Just, I'm you know, I'm very. Impressed. He's gone full anime. But um, he's still an amateur. He's he. We are we are the <laughs> senseis. We are the the senpais uh, that he that he desires us to notice of him. Um. So yeah, we we wanted to talk a little bit about JRPGs on this episode because that it's it's something that's near and dear to both of our hearts. I think I think if I had to choose, it's, it's probably my favorite genre of video game. Um, ever right now. Um, can't think of anything that I like more than that. I would maybe have to agree with you, or that's, at least maybe yeah, Japanese-developed sure, games. Um, so we we all wrote, both of us wrote down uh, a big list of, of some of our favorites here. Um, but I don't want to jump right into that part, because mm. a lot of these games... When you hear them, you're gonna go, "Yeah, those are games you talk about all the fucking time on this on this show." Uh, so I'd rather us have like a more in depth <laughs> conversation. And and you brought this idea up, and I just thought it was great. Is what is it about JRPGs that we actually like? Like, what? Let's break it down. And and I think the first question that we have to ask ourselves here is, 
what exactly is a JRPG and how does it stand out from Western made RPGs? Like what what is it that makes a JRPG and why why does that distinction matter to us? Because we're not saying that RPGs are a favorite genre. I mean, they are if you're talking about it more broadly, but um when when you say something specific like I really right. love JRPGs, why what does that J really mean to you? <laughs> uh I mean so many different things. It's you know, you have games that can take themselves so seriously, but then at the same time have some of the most ridiculous elements. Mm-hmm. Uh in any game that you could ever play. Uh, a heightened, like a, like worlds that seem like they could maybe be plausible. Okay. But then okay. also have magic infused what? with them a little bit. Sure. Okay. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, I mean, Final Fantasy XV's world. Plenty of JRPGs you know, that are ab- absolutely extremely fantastical elements to them but you know it's like it's are, like if our world had like, magic uh, are those the ones that that you tend to to gravitate towards the most um you know i i think a lot of it just goes mm-hmm. back to how much time i spent with final fantasy 7 and 8 and you know those these were really fantastic places, but at the same time, the characters were dealing with issues that normal people deal with in in our world too. And they but all, they just ha- like they, they happen to be living in this environment that has magic. <laughs> so uh, why don't I, exactly. I wrote down a few of these things? Um, I I kind of put you on the spot there. So let me give you a little time here. Um, yeah. RPGs in general, like what I love about RPGs is progression. That that is the one thing that I get from RPGs that I that I don't get so much from other games, or or at least like having the RPG element there. Uh, that that's what has kind of made me stop playing arcade games. Uh, I just I don't want to put a quarter in and then end up not having that quarter and have nothing to show for whereas with an rpg it's i got this much experience i like my my and now i can increase my strength and now i'm able to equip this weapon which means and so i end up yeah uh, i end up caring so much about progression in, in in rpgs in general uh that that's why something like dark souls doesn't feel because you can lose progress you can and and there's always the i mean it, it you can with something it's the counter argument you can make with games in general is well you as the player are getting experience like you you are getting better you are quote unquote leveling up um and in dark souls you are gaining that knowledge of patterns and things like that so you're you're always progressing it's just not necessarily shown in the game and to Right, right, and, and to that I say, to, you might yeah, lose a few thousand souls off. here and like, there. <laughs> this is like that's what I want for my games. Is I I want to <laughs> see that progression. I want that to be permanent. I want to to see that that growth of my character and to lose 
that growth to lose the time that I put into that growth is is disheartening. So I I end up kind of uh, moving away from games like the Soul series. Um, but but progression is something that all RPGs have, so that's not really fair. Um, I, I find that JRPGs more often give you a party to work with. Um, I, I think totally, and mm-hmm. and like I wrote just with that forming the perfect party. Some of them do. Uh, when I when I think of Western RPGs, the first things I I go to are Mass Effect and and Nice Old Republic. Um, both have big parties of characters uh, with you know colorful characters of different races and different uh, that sound cool and have good voice acting and that's totally. But I think more often than not, you get uh, parties in JRPGs. I'm I'm struggling actually to think of a JRPG where you don't control more than one person. Uh, no, not in com- I mean, just as like, far as like a, combat a party is concerned, one, I guess. I I suppose it's combat, but I like I could. Yeah, but in, in thirteen, that, that you game has only control lightning. You you have combat. people in there doing stuff with you, and and it's the same way. I wouldn't say it, like it Persona, does. three or four or five. If you put on the the letting people control themselves part, like that, you still have a party. You still have people coming with you to every yeah. encounter. It's not like it's not like Fallout Three, where it is you. You you are the character there. Occasionally, you have one companion, but you can also lose that one companion you can change out that one companion but it's always just one where a, a, the jrpg having a, a full party of three or four or five characters is is what makes me really like those games because i, I feel like you get more strategy out of that you can um you can min max characters you can put them into different buckets like this, this character is my healer. This character is my big tank, and and I find that layer of strategy to be really enjoyable. And I I think you find that more often in JRPGs than you find in more Western games. Um, I, yeah, I, I also agree with that. I, I like turn based sure. systems. Um, um, I know that's not for everybody, but but turn based systems, and and this is partially as me do just I. enjoying. <laughs> Uh, handheld game like the the reason that Pokemon is one of my favorite games ever isn't just because I think the Pokemon are cool like that's definitely an aspect to it uh, but it's it's the way that game plays it is having time to make a strategy it is having time to look up and talk to somebody if if somebody needs you it's to be able to watch a baseball game on tv while also being able to play this game at the same time like that's (laughs) i value that a lot and and we've had this discussion when it came comes to vr that i i don't know if i want to do vr one of my big problems with vr is that it would it would take away my ability to to be a part of the outside world as well. I don't. I don't necessarily want to be completely immersed in a game. I want to enjoy the game while I am also able to do other things. And and having these turn-based systems is is helpful in in that sense. 
And and that's why uh, I, I guess we're, if we're talking about JRPGs, we got to ask the question like, what's your favorite Final Fantasy? Because that just seems like a an easy thing. Sounds like yours is probably seven or eight, right? Yeah, that's that's fair. Like seven, uh, seven's a I great game. We'll probably still go with seven. I've played through each one multiple times, and I think seven is the one that yeah, but has stuck with me the longest. Especially because totally I, I still totally listen to the music from that game on a regular basis, and I think about the characters a lot. And but for uh, for um, me, it's weird. Like my yeah, my sure. favorite Final Fantasy you? is Final Fantasy three, and I don't mean Final Fantasy three that's actually Final Fantasy six. Uh, I mean actual Final Fantasy three. Uh, and that's because that was the last completely turn-based. Uh, in four, they added the active time battle system, and I just don't like that system. I and they kept that going for games and games and games. And and I I, I understand why people like it. It, yeah, it does did. make you pay attention <laughs> a little bit more. But that's the reason I don't like it. Is that I I want to have time to craft strategies. I want to have time to figure things out and. People have told me about using weight in that, and I've I've never found that to to work the way I'm looking for it to work. Um, but it it's made it it's made it hard to enjoy Final Fantasy games on the whole, unless they go the other direction and are super all about action. Because then then that's a different style of game. Like I'm okay with Final Fantasy 15 being more of this action game because. Uh, now I'm playing kind of an action game with RPG elements to it. Um, but when I want to sit down and play a JRPG, I think about my favorite JRPGs, and it's Pokemon, it's, it's Fire Emblem, it's Golden Sun, it's Dragon Quest IX, All turn based. it's Persona 4, it's Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it's Paper Mario. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go fully down this list, but like those, all of those games have very <laughs> defined set turn-based systems. And that's that's just the way I prefer playing playing my JRPG. Um, and I'm fine, turn based, active, and then yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts, very action based. Um, I think one of my favorite things is that the world is always ending. You're the only one that can save it, and it always is. It's this one specific person, like the the baddest, most ridiculous looking person uh, that you've I, ever seen. I, like, I, uh, I played a did very you play Final Fantasy X? Um, okay, the 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 bad guy in that game is just one of the most ridiculous looking characters. I think just the. This is probably speaking more to the Final Fantasy games, but just how sure, I mean, like completely the, the ridiculous boss of Final Fantasy VI, the characters the look, and the Final Fantasy VI is a clown. Like he literally is a clown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know. There's something that is maybe I don't want to say more ambitious, but the the worlds that I've gotten to explore in a lot of JRPGs have stuck with me longer i think part of that is than it has to do with some western based and, games have and um, not all jrpgs have to be super anime aesthetic yeah although i generally like the anime aesthetic uh but i it just feels like too many 
Western RPGs are all about making something as realistic as possible. Uh, and, and I feel like there's a whimsy to Japanese RPGs in... Mm-hmm. Totally. In, in both the characters whimsy, and the world. There's a lot of quirk like the, to a lot the of the characters. Like, you know, they're very... Yeah, mm-hmm. there's lots of very odd things I, I, that, that are happening all around you all the time. And totally. I, don't know, um, I, I really appreciate and, it and enjoy and like stuff the, like the that. The thing that really irks me about a lot of Western RPGs is how they all seem to fit under the D&D style rules. Every, everything Western seems like it is totally D&D focused of your characters have to have a strength stat, have to have a constitution stat. Uh, you've, you've got skills, you've got feats. Uh, and some of those can be great. Again, like I love Star Wars Knights of the Republic, and that is absolutely a D&D system down there. Uh... Yeah. I, so part of the reason I picked up uh, sure, absolutely. Divinity was exactly the reasons you're talking about. Because like, after playing a game like Persona as long as I have, I was like, I want the complete opposite of this right. for the next and, and i'm not saying those systems epic are like rpg they, they that are, i get into they are definitely like well-crafted systems that are are based sure. on a very popular style of game uh one one that i've enjoyed in multiple different instances but i think that japanese japanese rpgs tend to vary wildly in in the way their systems work uh, in the way that their mechanics work. And and I can go from one JRPG I can go from one JRPG to another JRPG and it feels like a completely different experience. Whereas going from one Western RPG to another Western RPG often feels pretty sane. Pretty sane. Uh, like going Same. from Knights of the Republic to Skyrim feels way closer than going from Persona to Dragon Quest Eight, I guess. Like both both are turn based, but they, they use their skills in a completely different fashion. Um the way your party comes together is is very different. It just there's it feels like more things could happen in a JRPG and and I really appreciate that not knowing. But it, it also makes it that the not knowing can lead to bad outcomes as well. Like, I've had JRPGs where, man, I really hate this system, but that's because they're all very experimental. Uh, oh, man, what was intended? The, the junction system? Oof. Okay. I thought that was like a sphere, I think it was sphere grid. I, I don't remember. Or is and that I, also, seven was yeah, materia, obviously. Um, or in like Final yes, Fantasy XII, like people have some issues with that, with the gambit um, of of you know building pretty much AI systems for your characters, um, and, and sometimes those things melt, mold, meld over and and bleed over into uh, other styles of game. Like I remember playing Dragon Age or, or Dragon Age Two, and it Dragon Age Two also has that kind of gambity system of it's really just AI systems. Like you, you tell this like, hey, I if my character falls under this much HP, I want this character to cast heal, 
and and that stuff can be cool as well and and it I'm not saying that one necessarily invented and the other stole it. It's just that those those systems can end up bleeding over. But more often than not, I feel like the Japanese RPGs are the more experimental ones that are really trying new things and and going to new places. And I think that's cool. Like I think of a game like Bravely Default, where it, like that that that's a game where you can where the to play new game. system in there is. You can just take more turns, but but there are consequences to that. You can you can say I'm going to take four of my turns right now, but it's a big gamble because if I don't destroy this monster in the four turns that I've taken, now he gets four free turns on me. So it, it really helps. It, it can be, yeah, it can be super cool, it, and it's really great. That sounds for grinding. really cool. If you are grinding in that game, you're trying to level up to be able to fight weaker monsters and just say, well, I'm having all four of my party members take all four of their turns right now. That's 16 attacks in a single quote-unquote turn. Cool. It's dead. I win. I, I'll take that experience. Um, but it becomes really strategic in boss fights where, man, my, my characters, I have a couple characters who are both low on health. I don't really have a multi-heal spell but I can have my healer go twice and heal them both up and then you know maybe also go one more time and cast a cast like a a, a buff spell and it it just makes the strategy very different and very interesting and I haven't seen anything that inventive uh from a western RPG in a while uh, I just I think you get more out of those games. Uh, Johnny, tell me tell me about some of your favorite JRPGs. I I, I know this isn't yeah. exactly what we wanted, but I want to I want to hear you talk about. I want to hear you bring up a JRPG and then tell me what. Sure. Like, I mean, we yeah we we've pretty much covered like everything mm-hmm. I think that makes them special in our hearts and and you know what stands out to us makes up makes us enjoy them more than you know some other genres of games but i mean obviously i have final fantasy on here i so okay. i tried just to list the ones that i've completed or near completed so i have seven eight nine ten and tactics but i have at least started really every even the mmos numbered final fantasy game <laughs> take that back okay i have not played 11 or 14 yeah but i played 1 2 3 4 5 6 like 12 13 uh i've sunk at least more than a few hours into all those i have a lot of uh the original ones on my phone yeah. which is the reason i haven't beat those games because i i don't like playing yep. games on my phone like even, that even in games on screen d-pads are the worst um and have no action whatsoever uh it's still not fun it's still bad yeah it's real bad i can't it's bad um i have kingdom hearts on here and i've never played uh, any of the I, other kingdom hearts I games only played for no real reason of the first kingdom hearts um i didn't have a playstation 2 growing up so that was something that later i got in college and ended up binging 
like well, let's just go and buy all the the classic ps2 games that i feel like i missed out on and that's when i bought shadow of the colossus and that's when i bought um the first kill zone which wasn't good because <laughs> because i you know it was a halo killer i needed to see what Why'd the halo killer was all about <laughs> um and then, like another, I bought oh, I Kingdom Hearts one and two, uh-huh. um, but I only played a little bit of one, and and just <laughs> you know, I know we're we're talking about how JRPGs are way better than Western RPGs, but Kingdom Hearts, man, that game just feels like a not as good Nice Girl Republic to me. Oh my Johnny! And see, I never played Kotor <sighs> when. When I was coming up, because I didn't have an Xbox, um, but I did I did have a PS2, so I played Kingdom Hearts, and I so was a huge Final Fantasy fan, and I I loved all those Disney movies that they had, so I I've never gone back and revisited it, and my younger sister is maybe the biggest Kingdom Hearts fan I know. Uh, she's played all the games. She even she got the mm-hmm. I got her the HD collection for her birthday this year, the, uh, and at some point I'd like to borrow that from B, her and or not, take a trip down memory lane. But whatever. Yeah, it so it, it has every game, so it has like yeah, four playable games, smart. and then two of the games are converted into a movie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I have Persona Four Five, really uh, Fire Emblem Awakening is yeah. amazing and i feel bad that i haven't beaten it yet but i have spent a lot of time with it um pokemon obviously a lifelong staple for me and then i have uh the souls I've games one and three because those are the only two i've played i've yeah. never played two i don't know two so, two apparently has um, way more bosses than uh <laughs> than the other souls games it does now right. was that was the only one that wasn't uh directed by uh Miyazaki. Because he was really making like, Bloodborne. Uh, oh, Cold I should have Bloodborne on this list cuz I like the game really a lot. Don't. <laughs> um Yep, I think that's his favorite I, one. I know uh Mr. Austin Johnny, Walker. Let, let me ask you. Is a um, Souls if, 2 apologist. If you so. could have me yeah. play or or beat uh a single mm-hmm. JRPG uh, that you, that you really love, like a, a game that you don't think I've beaten or or don't think I've played or at least don't think I've beaten. Uh, you had to pick one for me to play. What would it be? Oh man! Um... Uh, just looking at the list that you have written down here. This is um, tough. I've played. Played Final Fantasy Seven. I've played enough of Dark Souls One to not like it. I've played all the Pokemon. I played Persona Four and Five. I played Fire Emblem. I played like a tiny bit of Kingdom Hearts, but sure, sure, sure. And I, I, I was borrowing from your list too, because a lot, of, like several ones you've written down are some I like a lot. Um, so mm. I have always regretted not being a Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah, and. I like that game a lot. I think that it has a really cool world, right. and it just came out on the PlayStation Network recently. I think 
I would pick that one for you because that would maybe yeah, motivate me to I, buy it. That's one and play it with that I haven't time. thought of much about at all. Uh, the the only time I've ever thought about Final Fantasy IX is when I'm playing Dissidia that... and seeing uh, seeing those characters in the the Final Fantasy fighting game stuff. And I think Zidane is dumb. <laughs> And I think uh, what's the the bad guy's name like Kuja or Ko- Koja something like that. I don't know. I they all just look like tiny monkey boys, and I, I don't remember. I don't know. I like Vivi. Vivi's the the black maid from from Nine. Yeah, that's cool. Vivi's awesome. You can jump rope with him. Um, yeah, I. That's one of my regrets. <coughs> and that game is really cool because oh, really? you could play co op. Like. In the uh, combat system. Yep, my uh, my friend Richard and I like he would like one of us would control the character mm, and then the other one would control. Like I know, um, is it is half it the party mana in combat? That also has like a co-op JRPG or it's a co-op JRPG. Okay, I'm not sure. Uh, bring Divinity up again, but they have split screen cool. and online co-op. With that yeah. game, which I think is pretty interesting. All right. Well, I, um, I'll have to reconsider yeah, that. Yeah, I would I pick Final Fantasy IX. It's one of the Final Fantasy games. Uh, I, I mean, I it's definitely like one that one of the I have underappreciated ones in the series. It's one that I have not even tried to uh, tried to buy or think about. Um, if I had to pick one for you, I mean, I feel like you know this answer. What about for me? You have any guess? No, no, you need to play Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp if Golden Sun? <laughs> uh, like, I love Golden Sun a lot. Like, if, if you want to play Golden Sun, I'm not going to stop you. But uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is crazy. Oh, that game is crazy. I don't... I, uh, yeah, that's I need a break uh, from... Game just Persona games for a while right after I'm done with five. It feels, it feels. It, we're we're not going to get into. It. I've talked a lot about Tokyo Mirage Sessions on this show, um, but yeah, like that game, <laughs> that game honestly is one of my favorite games of all time. It's came out of nowhere. At, at one point, I thought, oh, cool, Fire Emblem plus. It's yeah, totally. I would like to try it. They should. We're, I would be happy if Atlas ported they, that to the Switch, which it, probably won't it happen. It might. I'd be. I, I think there's it a might. better chance of it just getting I mean, a sequel at this point than uh than getting uh, a port. But honestly, I'd be fine with either one at this point because it is so good. Uh, well, Johnny, I think we have accurately uh, displayed our love mm. of the Japanese role playing game genre. Uh, some good stuff um i agree i think we, I, I, we did well i feel like we can both agree that pokemon's probably the top for both of us though right yeah at least like from a body of work standpoint i think it's hard to man yeah collectively yeah right because there's 
go back to Final Fantasy again, but there have definitely been some Final Fantasy games that I do not like. Yeah, I don't think there's a Pokemon um, game that but I, I have loved hate. every Pokemon game. There's not game a Pokemon game played. that I don't like. I I think that Ruby and Sapphire are not as good as other Pokemon games, but yeah, those were ones that I missed when they came out time but i like some of my best memories totally. as a kid system link going head to head with my friends and like going online <laughs> to dark corners of the internet trying to yeah. find out where bill Seeger there's garden a, there's was a Mew under there right or trying to move the car <laughs> in front of a. Uh, well i uh i'm playing i heard or I'm i can never playing. get it to work i downloaded uh pokemon silver on on the 3ds they they finally made the port of that and i uh, as do i yeah i had i have both gold and silver i still have my original uh, cartridge of that game I, I have a lot of those early pokemon games uh, but yeah i've i know that i will someday go through that game again uh, especially now that it's on 3ds you can transfer all those pokemon to, to your pokemon bank really so good. you can play them in the uh, in the new the newest game but uh the you know the more I think about it, it was right after they showed that trailer. I think we talked about this last week, but the Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I think I'm probably going to end up getting those games or getting one of them at least. I was I didn't expect to. I, I thought I was going to be able to skip those no problem, but it sounds like it, those games are significant changes from from the original Sun and Moon. Yeah, I know. I know it's like uh, a, it's well, another fuck. thing to go on the 2017 plate, and man, that plate is very full right now. <laughs> I'll probably have to buy that for my yep. sister, and That's then she'll want to buy the other one for me. Well, if oh, well. if you uh, there the are worse things are not than tired of hearing us talk about Japanese role playing games, then have I got good news for you? Because I happen to write an entire article about one. Uh, specifically, uh, it's about Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valentia, uh, which is another one of the 12 and 12 games for me. Uh, I know I've been really slow on writing the 12 and 12 stuff, uh, but uh, I'm, get, I'm getting there, and I got this one done, so now I can move on to the next game after that. Uh, but this was, this was an interesting one. Uh, one I went back and forth with a lot and, and made a lot of uh, different drafts before I got to something that I was okay with. but. Um, the the uh, title, if I remember it, is emblematic of a series. Uh, would a fire emblem by any other name smell as sweet? I think that's what I wrote, which is mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, but uh, I I enjoy the the wordplay there. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's totally about how I I got into fire emblem much later. Then I got I mean, we all got into Fire Emblem late because Fire Emblem wasn't a U.S. series for a very long time. But uh, but I got even later into it because my first one that I really cared about was Awakening. And it's weird going from Awakening and Fates to Shadows of Valentia, which is a remake of uh, the second ever Fire Emblem game that never came out to America. So a lot of the things in it feel 
I wouldn't say old, but they just feel very different. Uh, the, the design choices are way different than than the quote unquote more modern Fire Emblem games that I'm that I love and I'm used to. So the question kind of becomes like, what does it mean to actually be a Fire Emblem game? Uh, if if here if here's the stuff that I like from Fire Emblem, and now here's a new Fire Emblem game that doesn't have that, you know what what does it actually mean to to be that? And and for for you uh, since Fire Emblem is not something that everybody has played. Um, I also go into like what makes a Final Fantasy game, just to to kind of make that pivot there. And specifically, I go into the the new Square Enix game, uh, Project Octopath Traveler, that is, I guess, still a working title. And and that is a demo that I played because I guess that game doesn't come out until sometime next year, if next year. Um, but like kind of exploring like what yeah. would happen if you called that final fantasy 16 what would that what would that change what would how would how would that be received would it really change anything like what is because what does it mean to be final fantasy anymore at this point um like no. what if what if you called <laughs> chrono trigger final fantasy 7 i'm not saying it replaces final fantasy 7 but like what if it was also a Final Fantasy game. Like, what is that? What is what does being Final Fantasy mean if you can exclude games from it and include other ones? Because Final Fantasy is such a weird mishmash of things at this point. It has evolved so much from the very first game to what it is today. Like those games are unrecognizable from each other. Final Fantasy One and Final Fantasy Fifteen. So. What is Final Fantasy other than chocobos and a guy named Sid? I like guess it's that, that. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but that's that's where that article goes. I, I think it was Bigs a, and Wedge. Don't an forget interesting them. one to to ponder, and it was a a fun one to write once I finally got what I was saying down on paper. Um, so yeah, go read that if you'd like. Uh, it's on our casual thoughts page of thecasualhour.com. And hopefully I'll have another one uh, up there in the, the coming weeks. Uh, we'll see. Need to, need to play some stuff. Need to write some stuff. Uh, I was supposed to try to get all of this done in a year. And <laughs> no pressure. I think I am slacking. Uh, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll get there. But yeah, um, let's yeah. see. Help me out here on the rest of our plugs. Uh, you can... Yes. Uh, tweet at us at the casual hour, email us the casual hour gmail.com or the casual hour.com slash contact. Uh, we're on Instagram at the casual it. hour. Yeah. Uh, Bobby and, will be back uh, next yeah, week. That's um, I'm sure we'll have a lot I can to talk about. <laughs> sure. We'll have a lot to talk about. Maybe, maybe a little bit more talk of destiny. Uh, we'll yeah. see. Um, but, uh, I, I want to hear his opinions on the end of Mario plus rabbit. Uh, Yep, me too. Yeah, and it just hasn't happened yet. I need and to figure it out. There's a lot of big games on the horizon, like uh, Fire Emblem Warriors games. for me, and Mario Odyssey for the rest of you people. <laughs> I'll play that. I'll play that game too. But I, I know that I'm probably the only person who's going to play Fire Emblem Warriors, and that's fair. That is fair. Uh, all right, Johnny. I'll talk. I'll talk to you that's next fine. week. <laughs> Chase, 
All right. All right.